Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What's up, bud? How you doing, man? All right, yourself? Uh, doing all right, doing all right, man. Doing all right. Sorry, man. They got it. They got away from me here. You know what I'm saying? Or tonight, did? Not a problem, man. I was I was out doing some schoolwork yesterday because that's when we were initially supposed to do it. But I figured you got busy. Oh man, how's everything going? It's going, man. It's going. It's going. It's going. Yeah. Just trying to uh, build this up. We had a pretty good couple of days on the site, so figure you know we hit the bangles here. You know what I mean? It'll be full circle. Right. Right. It's hmm. closer than I thought. The line for the Steelers game is only uh, minus three and a half. Oh, the uh, point spread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I figured we'd just hit it real quick, man. Um, okay. Just, uh, it, I mean, there's nothing shouldn't shock you. Um, I'm trying to think, what was the one thing I was asking about? Oh, and then just think of any possible names. I know you're. We're gonna let you get out, get your uh, <laughs> pound of flesh about Marvin Lewis, but uh, <laughs> anybody that you would want to <laughs> replace him. So um, I figured right. we could say that for the end. You know. Right, right, right. Okay. All right. Okay. With an Ohio bias probably presents the 71 South podcast, the I-71 South podcast featuring Garrett Staples. Garrett, another week has passed. The Bengals were victorious against the Cleveland Browns. Um, We welcome you in, but first of all, we have to say happy birthday to you. You celebrated a birthday over the past week, so uh, congratulations on that. Hey, I appreciate I appreciate that. It's good to talk with you guys again. We had a little break. Uh, you know, it's been a rough season for Ohio in general with uh, pro football, but, hey, we're still here. And uh, thank you for the birthday wishes and shout-outs. You know, I'm a vet, and, uh, you know, my birthday falls on Pearl Harbor Day, so how ironic. But it's good to be able to talk some uh, Bengals football here on the I-71 South podcast. Yeah, and we're going to get into uh, everything Bengals, this podcast, um, from the departure of Mike Nugent, uh, welcoming back A.J. Green to practice. Um, he will be a welcome sight, especially going into this big matchup with the AFC North uh, leaders right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, 
They don't need the AFC North. The Ravens do. Never mind. The uh, with the big matchup with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and of course we're going to get into Garrett's favorite conversation. If you've been following him on Facebook and on Twitter, uh, Marvin Lewis, there go. So uh, <laughs> a lot of things came out of the Browns game, uh, but specifically Pac-Man Jones was very animated after the game, um, had some choice words about Terrell Pryor's uh, game. Um, is it fair that Pac-Man at 12, well, it's not about fairness. Let's tell it this way. Is it right for Pac-Man Jones to be attacking a guy on a team that hasn't won a game and this is his first year playing receiver and saying the guy's garbage. <laughs> I mean, um, well, I mean, you, you take in consideration, Pac-Man is a uh, is a uh, fiery guy, and you know Terrell Pryor made some comments to uh, our defensive coordinator Paul Gunther in reference to uh, Adam Jones, basically saying, you know, he has he's kind of. You know, which he has, he has struggled a little bit. It is, uh, you know, it's it's valid comments that uh, I think Terrell made. But, you know, Adam Jones is a competitor. And, you know, when you give a guy, you give a veteran bulletin board material, they're going to go ahead and they're going to use that to their advantage. And it was it was obvious, I think, maybe – you know, you had a, a bad weather game, and this is the first game back for Robert Griffin III, and he didn't look very accurate. And Adam Jones really took advantage of that and really kind of shut down Terrell Pryor and made it, made it his business to shut him down. And, you know, it hasn't been the greatest season here in Cincinnati, not what we expected as well. So how can I say this in a – and a smooth like really, really Adam really needs to he really needs to keep his mouth closed, you know, with this hasn't been a great year and just these are just trickling down effects of uh, you know, where we kinda of feel like here in, in Cincinnati where Marvin Lewis has kinda of lost accountability for this team and you know, certain things certain things don't need to be said. It it was it was funny, ha ha and everything else like that. But uh, you know, just accountability over the team, it, it just feels a little bit lost. But go ahead. No, it, I just think it's frustrations on both sides, both from Pryor yeah. and this guy. That, I mean, if you're Terrell Pryor, you got to take a hard look in the mirror and think about who's throwing you the football. I mean, it doesn't matter who's quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Nobody can get you the ball in the way you need to. And that's what he's been frustrated about for the last couple of weeks. He's been demonstrative on the sideline, um, even though he had a – I mean, numbers-wise, he ends up having a decent game, but anybody can do that on a team that's not winning games, in my opinion. Um, when it comes to this specifically, I just feel bad for um, a Pac-Man Jones because you let your game do the talking for you in most times. And, I mean, when he was younger, we know about the antics and the reputation, but it just seemed like his maturity had brought him above this level. And for him to stoop back down to that level, I just think it's a bad look for him. But, once again, I think it's just frustration you know, uh, like you said, this season, them not being in the position that they want to be in. We talk about that position. The Bengals are not mathematically eliminated yet. Now, they're 5-7-1. and one. Uh, We know that one uh, game happened over in London with the tie, which, you know, the NFL has got to do something about that at some point. But um, that one, you know, kind of looms large backly. But you also think about some of the games that slipped away, and the Bengals released – you know, cut Mike Nugent this week. Um, 
a lot of missed field goals and a lot of extra points left on the table there, and that could have been the difference in some of those games. Definitely. Uh, you have, dating back to London and the uh, Redskins game, Redskins game that ended up in a tie, you had uh, about um, you had a missed extra point, two missed field goals, and that, that cost us that game. And just like you said, you had a couple other games where a kick here, a kick there, you win those ball games. So that that is really – it really is cost the Bengals. And, and, you know, when you're – when you don't have that same – how can I say it? That, that same margin of error that you used to – you know, when you had a Hugh Jackson as offensive coordinator and you had a Marvin Jones Jr. and you had a Muhammad Sanu, the uh, the margin of error, it slims down. And, you know, the kicking game, special teams, all those things have to be on point. You have to be in total uh, complete execution of all three phases of the game. And right now that's not happening. And, uh, you know, from a Bengals fan's perspective, you know, Mike Nugent, he really should have been going after the Redskins game, you know. So it's 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 really, you know, football is a game of, of execution, and it's it's really come back to haunt the Bengals at the at the worst times. Well, and also too, his holder hasn't been doing him any favors. We know the one kick when the Bengals went up, you know, two scores on the Browns. I mean, that hold was a little questionable. But um, later on in that game, you missed another one. So you know, you just. You 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 now enter Randy Bullock, um, and if Randy Bullock misses kicks, if if Randy Bullock misses kicks, I mean, you wonder where the Bengals will be, especially going into next year. Um, but we got know, plenty of time for that. We got plenty of time yeah, for that in the off season. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, we we. I, I mean, they picked up. Uh, they cut Mike Nugent, and he was one of our our leading scorers. You know, behind Jim Breach. And uh, Graham, but uh, you know, sometimes I, I think I think physically Mike Nugent can still do it, but I think it became a mental issue in between his ears, you know. So, with that being said, I'm thinking, you know, hopefully Bullock can step in and do well for us, you know, to carry out these last three games of the uh, year of the season. But if not, you know, this is, you know, sometimes you do have to spend you know, at least a mid-round draft pick to uh, to find a decent kicker because it's it's he's very valuable. You know, when you're trying to close a game, and we, and the Bengals have they've learned that the hard way this season. Absolutely, absolutely. Some positive news for the Bengals, though. Um, AJ Green went down, and you know the worst was feared about his injury until that Monday. He got some better news, and news has started getting way way better. He I was at practice. So uh will be, of course, questionable going into Sunday, but um, just good to see that and uh, that he will be finishing the season with the team. Yes, uh, it's positives in both ways. You know, uh, Andy Dalton has, has had a decent, a pretty good year statistically, even with uh, the struggles of the offensive line. But, you know, it's sometimes it's the gift and the curse when you have an elite receiver like that where you, you kind of overcompensate and you, ta- you, you target him and, and stop looking around and surveying the whole field sometimes. 
and it was almost a blessing in disguise, you know, not to say that we wanted A.J. Hurt, but while he was out, he had to to build chemistry and uh, relationships with guys like uh, Cody Core or a guy that we drafted um, in the in the uh, first round, uh, a Tyler Boyd, you know, to, to step in here. And uh, Boyd, he was he struggled a little bit at the beginning of the year, but you can really see the relationship being built and the chemistry, you know, in the passing game between Dalton and Tyler Boyd these past two to three games. He has really stepped up. So that will really help with uh, A.J. where, you know, it, it won't be so much emphasis on him. And if you take A.J. away, nothing will go. You know, you had the likes of Brandon LaFell. He stepped up. And Tyler Boyd is, is is really starting to look impressive and look like the guy and why the Bengals drafted him so high coming out of uh, Pitt. Also, it's great to see Tyler Eifert back out there catching touchdowns. Uh, was first on the board during that Browns game. Um, and you just seen the difference that he's made for that offense. Uh, if it would have all been clicking together with A.J. Green out there, who knows what could have happened because, like you said, when we talk about Mike Nugent, I mean, you look at those you look at those losses since the tie in London. I mean, the Bengals didn't lose a game by more than a touchdown and more than five points. So, you know, that that's the one part that, you know, uh, gets a little disheartening. But they got back on track against the Eagles with a big win, breakout scoring, and then, of course, against the Browns. Now they go in to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you got Jeremy Hill running the ball well. We just talked about the receivers. Uh, the defense has shown the last two weeks that they could do a little better. The special teams is up in the air, but going into this matchup with the Steelers, what do you think the the focus will be from the Bengals? Um, just, you know, it's like you said, Tyler Eifert, he's a, a big red zone target that really, you know, when guys want to take away A.J. Green, he's, you know, he's a, a great red zone target and, and it's pretty much always open because he can play basketball. And the guy, uh, quietly, offensively, you know, we – had a lot of key injuries, and uh, one is uh, Giovanni Bernard being out for the rest of the year. And you have a guy like Rex Burkhead, who, I mean, out of all the guys in the backfield, quietly, he is really – he's really ran hard and, and really almost looked the best. I mean, and he's been put in different spots in different situations, you know, coming out of the slot a little bit. And, and running it out of the backfield. And even on special teams, Rex Burkhead has really played well and really filled in while Gio is out. And even when Gio comes back next year from the ACL injury, uh, you know, Rex Burkhead has really made a case and a statement to say, hey, I need to get more playing time, even if it's playing in the slot sometimes. You know, he's he's really looked great. And, yes, the key against the Steelers is, you, you know, you want to play – Against playing against the explosive offense like the Steelers, you want to kind of play keep away and keep their offense on the uh, sidelines. So you kind of want to have more slower, methodical drives where Ben is sitting on the bench, can't get, find his rhythm, and uh, you know the running game is going to be key because they're talking about bad weather here uh, Sunday in Cincinnati. It's supposed to be cold and uh, you know some snow, snow flurries. You know, just the kind of weather you expect in the Midwest and here in Ohio this time of year and uh, getting into the middle towards late December. Well, one of the things that, you know, um, looking at this matchup, 
between the Steelers and the Bengals is the rush defense of the Cincinnati Bengals. They gave up 110 yards on 10 rushes to Isaiah Crowell, and a lot of Browns fans were shaking their head considering the conditions were just as cold up there on the lake uh, last week. Why that the Browns didn't rush the ball more is considering the way that the uh, Bengals defense was giving up yards. But um, with Le'Veon Bell coming in off a performance against the Buffalo Bills, uh, three touchdowns on 38 attempts, uh, Ben Roethlisberger really didn't need to uh, get too much work in last week. So uh, I think you're going to see a heavy dose of that if the weather's just as bad down in Cincinnati. Uh, Yes, unfortunately, uh, I I look to see – I look for. I basically look to see the same thing as far as Pittsburgh featuring Le'Veon Bell, and you know the run defense has really struggled uh, here in Cincinnati. Like I said, we we drafted an Andrew Billings, you know, to really, really towards the end of the year. I thought he would step in and really pretty much take uh, Demata Pecco's job, but right now Pecco has he has struggled. Um, Pat Sims has struggled. And that's it's it's really been an issue, and that's one thing with Pittsburgh they will exploit it. Hey, if if they don't have to throw in these bad conditions, and you can't stop the run, they're going to keep featuring Le'Veon Bell, and they're going to keep feeding it to him. So that is a major concern, and that that's got to be the top priority for the defense and Paul Gunther to go ahead and get the uh, the run defense squared away and get that situated, you know, to where you gotta you gotta keep. Still as honest and and make them pass a little bit more than uh you know in those bad inclement conditions versus just featuring Le'Veon Bell and letting him just go nuts for over 200 yards like he did on Buffalo and Buffalo has a decent defense and the Bengals this year I, I don't know if they're even up to that to that level right now so that's definitely it has to be a concern even if you have to put an extra linebacker or safety in the box to help try to stop the run. That's got to be the uh, the first concern for the Bengals defensively. Well, you mentioned the lack of accountability of possibly happening now uh, with the record being what it is with the Cincinnati Bengals with Coach Marvin Lewis. If the Bengals do not win this week, do you think this is the one or is this the game that will determine Marvin Lewis's fate? Or do you, besides your own personal opinion, do you think Mike Brown and that front office um, will use this game as a good barometer whether or not Marvin Lewis stays or goes. My, Could have win save Marvin Lewis, basically, yeah, is what it comes down to. Basically, yeah, personally, my uh, my bias aside, uh, we all know Mark. Excuse me, Mike Brown, and just from what history and how it says itself. Marvin Lewis received an extension a couple years ago, so he actually has a next year will be his last year. And historically speaking, if you know anything about Mike Brown, he never fires a coach if he still has a year on his contract. Basically what what I'm saying is he's not going to hire a new head coach and have Marvin Lewis collect $5 million uh, for one year just to sit at home. So – even as I mean, as long as this game is respectable and a win or a loss, I look for Marvin Lewis to be back for his last year under contract, which is uh, next year. 
Now, if you did get the way you wanted things to play out and Marvin Lewis was no longer with the Bengals this offseason, just give me a couple names, and we'll talk about it more in the offseason, but a couple names of guys that you think um, would be a good fit for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, got a Ohio guy, uh, John Gruden. Um, you're talking about a guy who was here with us as the defensive backs coach, and he's now the defensive coordinator in Miami, uh, Vance Joseph. Let's see. Who else can I think of that? Besides the five Bengal assistants currently head coaching. In yeah, unfortunately, you know, I mean, the in the perfect situation, what a lot of Bengals fans wanted to see is, basically to move Marvin into the front office and to have Mike Zimmer be the head coach. And when Zimmer went to Minnesota, then our, our next best thing is we, I don't think anybody was that high on, on Jay Gruden. He, he's okay doing his thing out there in uh, Washington with the Redskins. But who we were really wanted after uh, Zimmer went to Minnesota was Hugh Jackson to basically take over that, take over that position, especially after the way the Bengals – lost that playoff game and just the from an accountability standpoint how it looked like you know Marvin really lost control of the team you just really thought that that would have been the nail in the coffin and that basically would have sent Marvin into the front office and made you Jackson the head coach so with that being said those are just a couple names I can think off the top of my head is a is a Vance Joseph a John Bruton or excuse me, even uh, up in Ann Arbor because he's being rumored to uh, go to the L.A. Rams. But uh, I would love to have him here in Cincinnati, even though he's he's a special guy. But he, he can definitely coach, and he really can coach pros, and that would be Jim Harbaugh. Woof. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess they're kicking Buckeye Mike Nugent off the team when anything goes now down to Cincinnati. All right. Um Let's get the prediction. Bengals-Steelers, we know what it means. Uh, the Bengals can play spoilers for the Steelers' possible uh, wild card hopeful. I mean, they're they're looking at the Raiders and looking at Denver, um, trying to fight their way back in it. Your prediction for this game, Sunday? Hmm. Um, I think it's really key how how AJ is doing and and how many plays he can go being that he's been out for a few weeks that that's going to be a key and just like we talked about the uh the run defense for the Bengals uh if they can get that fixed this week you know in preparation for this game if not it's going to be a long game for the Bengals um Antonio Brown hasn't had a great season so it really comes down to really stopping the run, and the Bengals always play Antonio Brown well. Uh, Adam Jones really gets up, you know, to play him and plays him pretty well. So let's see, I, I'm, I'm the homer in me says uh, to go ahead and take the Bengals, and uh, I, it, it'll be a, it'll be a close one. I think there's some payback. You know, I think the Bengals are still embarrassed about that playoff loss and the way they lost. And, you know, giving Andy Dalton his red zone target back for this game and and, uh, Tyler Eifert and having A.J. back and the emergence of uh, Tyler Boyd and just Brandon LaFell playing playing solid and Cody Core, Rex Burkhead. I'll say – 
I'll say a uh, close ball game, 23 to 20 Bengals. Yeah, you mentioned Rex Burkhead. Uh, they played at Nebraska, I do believe, and uh, it kind of reminds me of a poor man's Christian McCaffrey right now, a guy that you still see, uh, you know, that play for, plays for Stanford. So I mean, you, you you see them using him, you know, at all positions. Um, that, that That's just something, that's just an observation real quick. Um, I'm going to take that. That is, that is correct. He is, he is, Rex Burkhead has really played well for us. I mean, he plays special teams, returns kicks, uh, you know, goes on the, the regular special teams, the kickoff return, or excuse me, the kickoff team, uh, even to now being inserted in a starting role because of uh, the injury of Giovanni Bernard, and he's filled in, I mean, admirably. He's played really well, really well. I mean, running in between the tackles, running downhill, gaining positive yards, falling forward, and then even in the passing game, in the screen game, you know, which is going to be huge, uh, you know, where you need to get when you're playing against the Steelers and they're coming with that fire zone blitz, those kinds of things, you need to be able to have a good screen game or whatever to offset that because you're you're coming, you're dealing with a defense that really pursues hard the quarterback. And, he, and Dalton really needs to be able to this game to have to have his hot reads where he can get it out of his hand quickly, you know, to uh, avoid that, that pressure that James Harrison provides, you know, because even with uh, the benching of a Cedric Abwehi, the right tackle out of uh, A&M that's in his second year, that struggle coming off of his uh, ACL surgery, even with Eric Winston starting at right tackle, people, even you guys uh, up there in the Battle of Ohio when we were up there on Lake Erie, Eric Winston has even struggled at right tackle as as far as just protecting Dalton's face as far as he's a right-hander anyway and trying to throw that way. Um, we're still having issues at center with Russell Bodine. So that, you know, protections is protection issues. And when you're having protection issues, and especially when you're playing the Steelers with a, a very vaunted and an aggressive front seven, you, you definitely want to, you know, offset that with, with quick hitters and, 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 you know, spreading them out and throwing quick passes. That's the one team that really always gives Pittsburgh problems because they can spread them out of New England and get rid of the ball quickly. And Dalton is, he's got to be like that. He can't hold on the ball. He can't sit because he's not going to have a lot of time with the way the offensive line has uh, struggled all season long. Well, if the Bengals finish out, they could tie and almost take the AFC North. So three games left. They see the Texans after this one, but can't look past the Steelers. And I think this would be uh, great to uh, even up that head-to-head for the season series. Definitely. This is this is definitely a statement game. And uh, just just – just to see, you know, in a rough year, have the guys shut it down, or are they they still are they still trying to compete and, and and you know trying to you know because like you said they're not mathematically out as of yet, are they still fighting to try to you know grab a a wild card? So it it will definitely be interesting how this game plays out in uh, Cincinnati and here at the uh, Jungle. Well, very good. We will talk at your good folks here uh, next week with the results of this game and 
you know, we'll have some great off-season uh, podcasts just to keep you abreast of what's going on with the Bengals as well. And we promise you we won't leave you for as long as we did last time here on the I-71 South podcast. Garrett, sign off to the good people. Hey, it was great talking to you guys. Um, I want to also say uh, I have to give a salute. You know, it's been 14 years since about 2001 since Army won their last their last game against Navy, so I had to add in there. I'm a I'm an Army veteran, so it was it was great to see that, and uh, I just look for another installment of uh, Bengals Steelers, and, and you know, just being physical, uh, tough AFC North Division uh, game matchup, which you which you would expect, and hopefully the Bengals just come out on top and pull this win out. And it's great talking with you guys again, and I, I look forward. Look forward to it again. All right. You want to go to Who Day or anything? Yeah. And Who Day. All right, man. That's in the books. I'll be able to get it up here um, tomorrow morning because I'm off tomorrow morning. So okay. that's why I was trying to get one in here um, this week. So Okay. And I'll send it you to you, man. So. What are you doing for work up there? I just moved back. I'm trying to get back into uh, the medical records, just the same thing I was doing out in Virginia. So I am literally just moved back two weeks ago. So that's what oh, I was okay. doing. So that's what took I me thought so you long. Were, but... I, I thought you were in Cleveland. Mm-mm, no, I was in Virginia Beach the last two years. So Virginia Beach the last two years. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got a buddy. He's got his own finance company out there dealing with uh, insurance and stuff like that. But you you say you are you still in Virginia Beach or you just moved back? No, I just moved back. Okay, I just moved back. So okay, okay. How'd you like it out there? I liked it. I liked it. Um, heavy military presence. You know what I mean? Definitely. So that was a Definitely. that was a big difference. But um, yeah, it was cool. But yeah. the Navy, Army, it's Marines, everybody. Because you got to remember, yeah. they got the big they got the big um, uh, all the Marine. I was about to say all the F six. All the not F fifteens fly out of there. So uh-huh. all the marine pilots uh, out of Oceania there, and um, it's big. So it's it's a little bit of everybody there. Yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, the the biggest navy base, you know. Um, okay. This side of the Atlantic. So, uh, but yeah, no, it, it was cool. It's just real slow area, and then it's country too. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, real country, like yeah, you know, like you yeah. just it, it, it's a weird vibe, man. You know what I mean? Like people are real nice and real, you know what I mean? But it just you, you, you're you're. I'm not trying to be like that, but people people are very um, down to earth, but uh-huh. you're not going to have very um, high level conversations with most people. If that makes sense. <laughs> um, even when it comes, and then there's a hard thing. It's like, I, with me, like, sports connects me with most people, even if it's not my teams. I can talk right. about it. You know what I mean? So even with that, though, most of the people, they're from somewhere else. And then the people that are originally from Virginia, they don't have any professional teams. So it's a it's a weird right. dynamic out there, man. Um, right. Most I, of them are Redskins fans or or yeah. they are uh, or they are uh, Cowboys fans. Yeah. yeah, or Panthers fans now. Panthers fans, right? Yeah. Right. I got. And a, then, I had a I had a buddy that went to Norfolk State, and he's down in Virginia Beach now. So I used to visit yeah. down there from time to time. 
Yeah, so you've been down there. Ain't nothing changed, man. It's really not that much to do. It's a, it's a, it's a nice little area, but like even the uh-huh. beach, like resort area, like I mean, like the beach, like oceanfront area, is yeah. not built up the way that I would have built it up. I've been living there for the last fifty years. You know what I mean? Like exactly. All, and all those people fight any kind of progress there. So it's a, it's a weird dynamic going on out there. And then that that it. part of the state doesn't get a lot of money because Northern Virginia and Richmond have all the pull politically. So it's okay. it's, it's it's very it's it, it was it was it was a good experience just to see that kind of thing and see something mm-hmm. different, but it was very hard to understand how people don't want more. Um right. So I I don't know yet, but uh what made you go down there in the first place, man? Girl, girl, girl. You know what I'm saying. And then I had found a good job, so um, I was, I was, you know what I was doing? I was working for a clearinghouse that um, processed the medical records for private, um, private doctors or like private providers who mm-hmm. saw that part of the Veterans Choice Program. So okay. that's what that's what I was doing out there. Now, was that a federal position? No, it wasn't for it was from a private company. It was for a okay. private company. But okay. they had it was the same thing with clearances and all that stuff, so you know what I mean? It was a little little thing, but that's the whole thing. So I moved out there for her and got that job and then you know mm-hmm. but they lost their contract, so that that all came to end. So I, I got you. I got you. I got you, buddy. That's what's up. Well, it was good rapping with you, man, and uh, good to do the podcast, and we'll, we'll have to catch up catch up before this regular season is over with. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it going. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing it weekly, so even um, on through, like, we'll do a couple off-season ones, too, so okay. people really like it, so it's been, it gets a good response. Okay, good, good. All right. All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. Talk to you. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.